genene i Norges klass. Vi vil ha genene deres i Norges klass. Det blir en eksportvare. Vi kan tjene mye penger på. Gratulerer med dagen. Edvald Boasson Hagen. Edith de Mås. Welcome to the Chasers podcast, where we super tuck as much as we like and run 13-minute 5Ks for fun. Coming up, new UCI rule changes, an in-depth look at the money and the companies behind the men's teams, the best and worst kits of the Peloton, and much, much more. Wow. 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 Welcome back, everyone. How's it going, boys? All good. All good. Harry, Just you, look, you look a bit confused, Harry. Are you, well, do you know I, where I, you are? I, I don't know. I say I'm not good. No, that's a lie. I don't know why. It's, that's one of those where people ask you, are you okay? I say, I'm fine, no, but, but actually, fine. No, you're not There's fine. There's nothing wrong with being okay? fine. You're actually having a mental breakdown, Harry. No, but there's something... <laughs> I sound like it, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a therapy session. This isn't a podcast. No, I, uh, I basically realised I couldn't breathe as well as I should be able to at the end of one of my in- sessions and thought that's wrong that's not right and then turns out i've got long covid which apparently is when the effects of covid last longer so now i've not been able to ride for ages basically. I mean, ages ah, being four days that, i'd say just welcome to my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really do you have that well i think as well i've got one and a half nostrils so i can't really smell anything ever and i've never really been able to breathe well so yeah the actual the, the breathing well, I remember part when you had the heart rate. Right. Yeah. Seb had pre-COVID. <laughs> yeah. And post-COVID. He's got all the COVIDs. Yeah. The COVID honeymoon period. All the COVIDs. Ah, so, so you're not riding much at all then, Harry? You, what are you oh. doing? You're just taking it easy? Well, I tried to um, carry on riding through it because it was a bit strange that my heart rate was about 10-15 beats per minute higher for the first kind of half an hour of a session and then it would drop to normal so I, and then I felt fine afterwards it was only when I woke up that it was pretty bad so I thought oh, I'll be fine I'll just keep going I'll go away like most things but it just got worse um, so I've, I've, I've actually had to stop otherwise I think it would get pretty sure. bad so that, that could be like just the cold as well like obviously it's just horrible out there yeah for sure like that it's it started after I did my first proper hard outdoor ride. So it was a four hour of some like long RTP intervals, like three times 15 minutes. And all the other intervals I'd done before that were indoors. And I think that's probably what it was. Yeah. So that the cold combined with the high intensity plus my asthma. Plus yeah, that's, that's going to push your lungs to the limit. So, yeah. So it's a bit of a shame, but it's what three days rest now and it's, I'm about ninety percent, but I might try and have any ride tomorrow. But I'm not gonna stress about it too much because there's no point, is there? No. no. I think that's gonna be quite an interesting one in terms of like a lot of the pros that have obviously caught it, even like Simon Yates and stuff. Is how much is actually gonna affect them next year? Like a lot of those people are actually gonna have quite off years, just where like the long term effects are so unknown, and perhaps where they've gone back to training what they used to be doing too early now like quite big effects on them sort of for the rest of the season yeah exactly i mean especially so far i was quite surprised that i had covid quite a while back while back kind of similar time to you said and then between them then and now 
I felt obviously 100% I wasn't going to be riding. So obviously in my mind, I thought it was just gone. So the fact it can just flare like that makes you think, like you're saying, if you're a pro cyclist, one day in the middle of a stage race, whatever, it could just flare up potentially. And then you're kind of, and if you can't get rid of it whilst you're in the middle of a stage race, really, you're kind of screwed, aren't you? But like you said, I don't, I don't think they understand it, do they? Yeah, it, it might be a bit like the Epstein bar situation of like, an ongoing thing where it doesn't completely wipe you out, but at the same time, mm. they can't perform anywhere near the level. Like Cavendish could get by in certain races, but couldn't do anything at all. And then, so it doesn't, you don't get like a diagnosis really quickly because you, people just think it's bad form or there's a million other ways that you could be underperforming. And then when it finally does come out, like didn't Chavez have it as well? Didn't he? I yeah, think he had he it a while it before, didn't he? In the middle of a, a race. Yeah, and that put him out for about six months, didn't it? Because it's Lyme disease, isn't it? Isn't that yeah, what it is? Not... No, it's glandular, isn't it? Is it glandular fever? I'm not sure. Yeah, let me look it up. I, I think I don't, I, I don't know. I think it's the one you get if you're a teenager. It's pretty serious, well. though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He was, out, he was out for quite a long time because he had the big accident, didn't he? Then he got back into good form, and then he had he caught the virus again about two years later, and then he's. So apart from that yeah. stage, wasn't it at the um, the zero two years ago? That was probably his big, big comeback stage. He's sort of been a bit under the radar ever since then. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's the stage people. where him and Yates part. Was it? Was that where the stage where him and Yates part crossed the line at the same time? Yeah. Or might, so. yeah. And then, yeah. 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 So they basically they're just kissing everyone. That's what's going on. All the, <laughs> all the podium girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they got rid of podium yeah. girls. Yeah. <laughs> I hope yeah. there's other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah. I mean, ah, well, hopefully, that, Harry, into the stupid UCI rule changes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> seamless, that was so seamless. What from good UCI rule changes of getting rid of podium girls to bad yeah. UCI or potentially bad, <laughs> depending on what people think about the new rules. But, what, yeah, I mean, what with those new rules, have they said the reasons behind it? Like, is it pure safety or is it more of like an image thing of like, obviously both the things they banned of the whole leaning on the bars and the super tuck. It's like, yeah, they're not that dangerous in a pro race, but people copy what pros do. And it's like, mm. it could be dangerous on the open roads and stuff like that for people to do it normally. So that's almost like, it's not good for kids looking at that and being like, oh, that's how I should descend all the time now. As I'm not a pro, you're not, you're, they're not as good as them at descending. So yeah, From that side of it, I think it's, it's it's a good ban. But then I think that's crazy because then ban any video where anyone climbs up a tower or jumps off a does trials or a backflip. Like I don't watch a backflip YouTube video and go right tomorrow I'm backflipping. <laughs> so they're they're not regulated by a governing body. That is true. Um, so for, for anyone that has been living under a rock, what are the new UCI rule changes, Sebastian? question um i believe they've banned the super tuck which is when you nestle your male or female genitals against your top tube and uh crouch down to as small as you possibly can be um which i suppose only really happens in sort of like if you're at the front of the peloton or like you're on a solo descent yeah made famous by chris Froome um, in 2016 when he did spinning. that crazy yeah. attack yeah. down the down the mountain although Roo, Roo, I heard on that one they actually like changed the fork rate to make his bike slacker. 
to make him more stable. No that was, del- was like deliberate. Oh, that's, that's yeah. ridiculous. Uh, but then, and so then other ones like Phil Gill, didn't he? He did it, and then obviously he binned it over the barrier and snapped his kneecap. Yeah, it went over a wall. So that's when it goes wrong. Yeah. And then in the Giro um, this year, they were all doing super tucks on TT bikes in crazy crosswinds. Hmm. Yeah. And then I saw Dowsett, Alex Dowsett did a thing where he went to a wind tunnel and tested it and it made no difference whether you're in super tuck or just your normal aero position on the on the TT bike. So. I can't believe that though. Like, are you? I've tried, I've tried it before. It, you can feel yourself going quicker. Although that maybe do you reckon that's because you're in a much more precarious position. Yeah, driving a supercar. Yeah. If I, I put my seventy, they feel yeah. If I, if you ride naked, you'll feel like you're going faster because you're fully aware <laughs> that the consequence <laughs> is massive. <laughs> Must have averaged thirty miles an hour in that ride. Bloody hell! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one, which again on this one I could not care less about this one, um, is the uh, you can't lean on your top tube like in a pretend time trial position. Um, yeah, on you your... Have to have your hands on the bars. Yeah, yeah, like forearms on the bars. From a safety point, of view. that's been banned in races for ages anyway, hasn't it? Domestic yeah, races. Yeah, yeah, you can't I, do that thought, in normal races. Like, we like we weren't allowed to do that. No. Yeah, pretty irate about yeah, that. Like, but you're allowed to super tuck in Zwift still. That's key. Yeah. Your, your your avatar does still super tuck for anyone wondering. Um so yeah, like, there might be more pressing things they need to ban, but it's like better than no ban, isn't it? It's better than them not doing something. Yeah, and people are making arguments about but... people were saying about how for once they're being preemptive and they're not waiting for something bad to happen and then they're doing it before that yeah. happens. So one side of the coin is that well, actually, nothing bad will happen and it will just be a normal crash because, like, you know, riding behind cars is quite dangerous and that is definitely something lots of riders copy. You know, if a van mm. goes past on a group ride, don't tell me that everyone goes, everyone ignores the van. You go after that van, you get that sweet, sweet draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Doris driving 27 miles an hour in a 30. So like, oh, it's it's the low-hanging fruit. For cyclists. Yeah, or like motor yeah. pacing. Julie's doing picking. motor pacing. Yeah. So um yeah, it's difficult because people people get very wound up about it and there's been like four thousand memes all about it. But um yeah, it doesn't really affect us in that sort of way, does it? But the pros you you just get a warning, I think, don't you? So it's just nothing bad happens, so you might as well just do it. Like there's no real consequence. As opposed to the other rule, which is any littering um after, if you get caught littering after the race you can get disqualified so you can win oh, roubaix oh and then they look back var style saw you through a gel wrapper kilometer 50 and then in theory you get disqualified for littering which is quite I crazy i think that's another rule if, if again if you're trying to it seems that all of these are like almost image focused and sort of response like a bit trying to be a bit more responsibility have a yeah. bit more responsibility which again, it makes again it makes great sense that one. Yeah, and you can take a musette now anywhere. It's, it's not like a designated zone, but you can't litter. So if you take a musette, you'll have to ra- ride with like a pannier for like a hundred kilometers before you're allowed to chuck it. <laughs> Which is... Do a lead out. <laughs> Does that mean there's gonna be like one person on each team just with stuff with like pockets stuffed full of musettes? Yeah, Ghana just carrying nine musettes and TTing away from everyone. <laughs> Do you reckon then these um, rules are going to sort of make bike design change 
Well, yeah, you know those crazy bars that came out um, mm. a few months ago, wasn't it? Where they're super narrow. It's got like a really short stem, but the actual top of the bar goes out really far and they're about 20 centimetres wide or something stupid. But to yeah, ride with those weird. bars, your forearms are touching the bars. But if your hands are on the hoods, that's allowed, surely, because like when yeah, you're in yeah. that aero position, your forearms are touching the tops, aren't they? And you're sort of, and I think a lot of, have well, you seen the track hoods. cyclists? They, they always put their hoods in quite narrow yeah, because then you can put your forearms on and then hold it like in that sort of similar way. All right. You mean on their road bikes, they do that? Yeah. Yeah. Not the track cyclists. Oh, yeah, on on the track. <laughs> That's a pretty crazy track so, bike. Is it, um, I think Data do them as like they, there's a, a bar that almost has like an integrated hood on the track bar. Oh, okay. so like, yeah, like yeah. A, a, is it Madison? The one they sling each other, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's like a normal bar, then it hooks up like a little praying mantis. I see. Yeah. People are using them. But I, I suppose, like, actually, of all the people raging and voicing their opinions, has anyone actually read the rules? Or are we just all basing this on articles? Well, everyone's everyone's news comes from memes, it seems. So yeah. I know Michael Hutchinson, he posted the actual rules. So um, people can go there and look at that if they really want to. But it's... I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not going to do that. No, it's fine. I'm not... You know, I, I never did super tuck anyway. I'm too scared. <laughs> I just I just trundle down the hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like I go slow down the hill, whatever happens. So <laughs> Yeah. I've never reached maximum velocity where a super tuck is needed to edge out that extra mile an hour. <laughs> I think my like four-year-old wheel bearings are probably helping hindering me a bit more than uh, <laughs> your Abex <my> threes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that from like skateboarding? That was like, all the rage, wasn't it? Like what Abex level you've got? Yeah. Now. Does anyone actually know what Abex bearing is now? No. Didn't they go up in no? odd numbers? Wasn't it three, five, three, and seven? Five, seven. 11 oh blimey they must there be a nine? that's like the ceramic nine? speed of abec bearings <laughs> yeah yeah well, I, pro- I probably should know this but i do not know what abex what it stands for it must be a, some sort of standard yeah you well that's for next week that's your homework you need to look up what abec means right let's go on to the news we interrupt this program for an important news announcement so I've got a little roundup of all the news because I'm pretty sure that neither of you have watched or seen much racing. Is that fair to say? Um, I clicked on <laughs> tips once this last week. Okay, right. I've got yeah. I've got a little news roundup for you. So first race, Etoile Bessege, which means Star of Bessege. It's in its fifty-first uh, outing, and um, it's in the south of France. So that's exciting. A little bit of information for you there, setting the scene. Um, Tim Wellens won for Lotto Sudal, which was very exciting. Um, he got away in a big group of hitters and won that stage. Um, but the big news was Ghana. He won two stages. He won the TT and then he did the solo win um, where he rode away from everyone. And did you see his power numbers? 12 minute power of Large. 488 watts. So, and he just, just sat down and is. cycled it's away silly. from, I think, five other guys and just rode off. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. It's like, like a power up. Yeah. Checking he had the no draft. Where are you power up now? Right away. Just rode off. Um, 
So yeah, lots of lots of big names. He's the heaviest rider in the peloton, I think. Yeah, lots of big names in that race. Um, so Wellens did well to come out with a win. Um, I think Jake Stewart, who rides for uh, Francis de Jeu, he came second, I think, in the TT, which is quite cool. He's quite a young British rider, um, so that's good. That's some good uh, good news for him. Uh, the Aussie Road Race Champs, which I watched on GCM Plus the other day, which I can highly recommend. 20 quid at the moment on Feb- for February. And you get like 100 documentaries. And then you get to watch loads of obscure national championships and cyclocross. And also some decent um, decent big races when they come along, hopefully. But it was re- the men's race was actually really, really exciting. <laughs> Seb's laughing at my... Um, my blanket that I've got over my head for no, soundproofing. I was more excited that once again, thank you, Zoom, you've upgraded us for free. Oh, I didn't even see, didn't Does even that say that. Sponsored? Oh, yeah. cheers, Zoom. Someone's got to sponsor us. Um, but anyway, um, Luke Plapp. Have you heard the name Luke Plapp before? No. No. I might have done. He's a young Aussie track rider who's currently training for the Olympics, but he's a beast. He um, won the individual time trial. He beat Luke Durbridge in the TT. So he's, pretty good um but the men's road race was super exciting big chase group happened um plap got away on his own um team he rides with team inform and durbridge and uh what's his name cameron meyer who ride for team bike exchange which are the old mitchelton scott who are the old orica green edge um they have a big chase durbridge basically chased them all down and then a, a select group that was Durbridge, Jimmy Whelan, um, Chris Harper, who rides for Yumbo Visma, all ended up together after a bit of cat and mouse and stuff. And then last corner, some guy sent it into the last corner, crashed, took out one other bloke. And then it was the most painful sprint where you can actually see them all cramping up. And Cameron Meyer came from like nowhere just to pip him at the very last minute. So well worth a watch that. It was really exciting. I watched it on the turbo the other day. That's decent because obviously he's defending uh, champion was he Meyer, and obviously last year it was something like his twelfth outing. Yeah, to get the title and he's done two in a row. Yeah, he he rode it so well, and Durbridge, his teammate, like was absolutely incredible. But Jimmy Whelan, he got dropped and he caught them with like I don't know about six hundred meters to go, I think, and he just did that, did that classic. He just came straight past them as fast as he could, and it so nearly worked, but they responded and then caught him. Um, so that would have been a good sort of Hail Mary attack. Um, in the ladies race, Sarah Roy, she won the ladies um, with a 30 kilometre solo breakaway, which is quite impressive. She rides for Team Bike Exchange. Um, so that was pretty good. Wasn't as exciting as the men's race, but it was still still very good indeed. Um, the, so the, that, the, that team in, team in form. Yeah. The one, the, the, the Luke Platt. Um, that's Simon Guerin's team, or he directs it or something. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's on form like... as well. That he went. He um was the one that I th- I'm pretty sure he was the one that rode up Wollonga Hill with Richard. Yes, Port. Richard Port. Yeah, and that's him. Just he basically sat on his wheel, but he could have attacked. He could have beaten him basically. From yeah, he let, he let him have it. Like clapped him as he rode past, rode past the line. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was interesting actually because, um. They're like a development squad, that team in form. Mm. And I think it's sort of to do with the Australian track track team. 
because they're obviously very big on their track cycling, Olympic cycle and all that sort of stuff. So there's there's a lot of Australians that I think will be released into the pro peloton once the Olympics. It's a bit like Wiggins. Yeah, once the Olympics have happened, which is quite exciting because they've got some... In the under-23s, they came one, two and three, that team. They like absolutely smashed it. So they've got a lot of young track riders who are very well coached mm. who will be sort of released onto the scene once they've done the Olympics, I guess. Um, the other massive race is the Namibian, it's quite hard to say, um, national champs. Now, I've got a website with some facts all about Namibia. Any, uh, can you give me any insight about Namibia? And I can teach people. Dan Craven represented the Rio Olympics. Yeah, he did. And they've got the best, they've got the best kit in the world. The Rafa Special Edition, uh, Nam Namibia kit is amazing. It is really, so really cool. Is, is from the Rio Olympics. They basically they they just got a spot in the TT, and he was there. And obviously, they're like Dan, you're a road cyclist. You did the TT as well, and he did the. Um, I don't don't think he had a team at the time in terms of like a actual pro team. So he's just there on his own expense. Just did the TT on his like road bike in the Olympics. <laughs> so um. Any any facts about? Do you know where it is? It's in Africa. It's in Africa. So it's Southern Africa, yeah. just above South Africa, the country South Africa, um, and yeah, it's a very interesting country. Um, and I'll tell you why it's an interesting country now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> its know. nickname is the Land of the Brave. Um, the capital is Windhoek, which means windy corner in the Afrikaans language. Um, and the largest city has 326,000 occupants, inhabitants. There's 2.3 million people as of 2016 that live in it. And it's over 80% Christian, apparently. So that's very exciting. So on to the national champs. Are you reading their consent? A well-rounded podcast. A well-rounded yeah, it's a, tra- it's a travel podcast as well. Um, so 12... 12 men finished the uh, national champs race. Um, one man in 12th came behind 24 minutes and 46 seconds from the leader. So oh, didn't have a long day, hasn't he? Blimey. Yeah. Guy called Nell Hardus didn't have a good day. I don't think no, but, um, not enough gels or something. A guy called Drikus Kwetzi. He won it. He also won the TT as well. And he's been, he's won the TT a few years in a row. And, um, it's the first time he's won the road race and I looked him up. I tried to work out, I think he's based in South Africa, um, but he was very happy on Twitter that he'd won it. And in the ladies race, seven people took part. Marsha Nell, um, she came 33 minutes down, but it was a bit of a closer race um, for the top four. And Vera Loser, Loser uh, came in first. So well done to the Namibian cyclists for doing that. I love the I love the smaller sort of cycling nations and their national champs. I think it's very interesting to see see how they get on, which is fair. Yeah. Is that race? Are those races ranked like UCI ranking? They get UCI points, yeah. Do they? For sure, yeah. Bye. So that's good. That's pretty cool. Uh, so that that sort of does the the roundup for my uh, the racing that's happened. Uh, the UAE tour is coming. Are we excited about that? Oh, so that's obviously that's obviously the um, tour of Dubai and the tour of Oman. 
on. They merged, is it? Yes. I think that's it. Says so the Sprinty Tour and the one that uh, goes up that actually nicely tarmac climb. Not had to um, dam. at the end of it. Yeah, it is. Yes, it's dam, isn't it? Yeah. Jabel Hafif. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. And isn't is this the is this the first race that got cancelled? No, last they, year it, they, it took COVID. place, and it's when all the UAE team UAE and another team got stuck in the hotel, and all the that was press it. Got stuck there for like weeks and weeks. Yeah, and they were like smuggling the Xboxes and stuff, weren't they? Yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I just yeah. it's quite a big. It's got quite the uh, it's quite the start list at the moment. Um, obviously, the UAE team. It's like their big big early goal because obviously it's there in their country and all that sort of stuff and so i think old uh pog's gonna be there i think uh nibbly's gonna be there Froome, it's his first ride out in his israeli kit uh iran's gonna be there nitsolo wout poles adam yates rafael micah and obviously yates won it last year and then pog came second um so yeah it's got that big that big sort of mountain Mountain climb on stage three, and then quite a few sprint stages. It's quite the quite the sprinters sprinters race for a lot of the stage, little stages, which is quite good. It was used to be, didn't it? It used to be the the tour that was won by like three seconds by Kittle. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's the first real run out for a lot of these, all these big guys. So that'll be cool to see, and that is starting on the 21st of february so we might get another podcast in before then um when we've got a bit more bit more information about exactly who's going because it says stuff like viviani's going but i'm pretty sure he's not with his heart stuff that's going on and then someone else pulled out of it the other day i can't remember who sagan's obviously not going to be doing anything for a while with his because he's they've released his new calendar haven't they Mm. after his ban finishes but I, I I heard that he was doing smaller races, but I wasn't sure if that's what he was doing. No, Grunewagen is being hidden away at the moment, I think. Is he? Yeah. Joking yeah. like, um, I can't remember the guy. Who's the Loki crashed into? Jacobson. Jacobson. Yeah. Jacobson's going to have something in his contract now. It's like he's not, he doesn't want any race that Grunewagen's going to. Yeah. He's allowed to just get out of it. So Sam Bennett's going to be there. Uh, Sergio Higita, he'll be good for the climbing. Yeah, UAE have got a mental team. They've got Pog, Mark Hershey, Gaviria, David Formolo, and Rafael Micah. That's a strong. Should win that. That's a strong squad, isn't it? Blimey, Caleb Ewan, um, Ackerman. Yeah, wow. There's, it's very yeah, it's exciting actually. There's a lot of big sprinters, and then a lot of a lot of those big climbers as well. So it'd be interesting to see the Hershey Hershey dynamic with if he just slots into supporting Pog or if he's allowed to go and chase some stages. Do you reckon we're going to see a UAE national team there with their new national champ? Hmm. Nidsolo, he's going to be there. No no one announced a Movistar yet. They're just deciding on their seven leaders. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets to lead. No, they're, they're waiting for Valverde's second jab. <laughs> he needs eight jabs. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that is the news roundup. I've got some odds for Milan, San Remo and Roubaix and Flanders and things like that, but I think we'll leave that for next week because 
um, that's going to be changing. I know that Ghana is not doing Roubaix because I thought that'd be quite a good, quite a good little shout, but apparently he's not doing it. So um, he doesn't go very well in the early spring classics from the last couple of years I've seen on pro cycling stats. So he's probably well, I suppose got that's a different because, um, thing. That's because track's been all good, isn't it? Yeah, Traps like um, early, early, early start of the year, isn't it? So he's he's either not doing them or he's just done a whole track season. Yeah, that's a very good point. So yeah, that is the end of the news. <laughs> oh, what's the? I just see that you've put some uh, any tech news. Wireless gears, rim brakes. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, I mean, not oh yeah, really happened, is it? But what Shimano Shimano have applied for radio clearance, some of that on their um, gearing. SRAM have again done the same for an update on some more gearing, and then Campagnolo have applied for a patent, but not yet applied for the radio clearance on a testing. Because every time you do anything wireless, you've got to apply for clearance, use those certain frequencies and stuff like that. Oh, I see. But, as their new product, they give them sort of um, an NDA sort of things. So they won't tell you any, any more information they need. So all you know is doing something, but they won't tell you what. Ah. So I think SRAM's one is for um, suspension lockout. Um, so it might be using like the triggers to do like lockouts on RockShock. Um, and I can't remember the other bit it was for. I think it was using the, a left shifter for something. So it could be sort of like the ETAP, right and left shifter going doing up the cassette and one doing down the cassette. So you're almost like having one paddle per side. Oh, okay. So SRAM have been a little bit more specific on theirs, but it's still just saying using a left shifter for suspension and a left shifter for shifting or something like that. Is. Huh. So, so potentially more wireless stuff, more expensive gears. Just what, so about what Froome said about his own bike. Yeah, slagging it off. As well. <laughs> That was funny, yeah. Everyone's kicking off like that again. I think all the everyone found out about that through yeah. memes, didn't they? Yeah. For anyone that hasn't heard or seen the video, he started his own YouTube channel with two videos, and the second video is of him running through his new Factor bike, and he says, "Oh, it's really good. Really like the bike. Oh, but it's got disc brakes." And then in a really kind of Chris Froome indirect manager says, "The shit." doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> basically he goes they're they're really good for, he actually says i think you i how you can hold me to this i'm pretty sure this is a quote he says they are good at stopping which i mean <laughs> at the end of the day that's a pretty big compliment for a braking yeah, system it's one job but then he does, does it yeah but then he does go on to say however i'm not completely sold they complete they always rub they're heavier um and all these other things. So I'm not sure how that's going to go down with the team, but it's but quite funny. From that, are, are his team actually sponsored by Shimano or do they just buy them? So if, if he's not sponsored by Shimano, yeah, he doesn't have to say they're nice. He doesn't have to say they're good, does he? Yeah. But then the Factor, one of the only brands that still do, do a top-end climbing with rim brakes. So you'd think if he had the option, he would go yeah. for... If that was it, Vam, I think it is the fact of Vam. Really nice mm. but yeah, I just thought it was quite funny. And the fact again, it says a lot that he can't. He, he obviously can't choose. They're telling him you've got to use disc brakes. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't. But yeah, I suppose for him as well. 
obviously they probably given the, the Pinarello probably gave him the choice before to like train with them maybe, but he's not really had the sort of years on them that other teams have with that choice. Are they? Whereas Sky were literally like use this break. You're, you're not using the disc break version. So I suppose it could be more of him just getting used to it and, he, and where everyone was, when, when disc break robots first came in, all the pros were getting used to it at the same time as the public that you had those hidden problems then you had that resistance then and they sort of just gave in he's just turned that in like initial stages near resistance where maybe in a year or so time he'll be more used to it and sort of like ah yeah it rubs but it's not that bad i'll get over it doesn't <laughs> slow me down too That's much true. i mean he did he did say that <laughs> it's still ridiculous yeah. he misses his pinarello bless him although those factors are well nice I know I was looking at them the other day. I was really tempted, and then I saw a frame set on its own was mm. five and a half grand. So oh, they're, they're so no, much money. It's ridiculous. But so I is mean, every bike it, in the world. It's just raw carbon. With the, the, the owner seems really switched on the fact, and I think they're, they're one of the few brands that actually produce their own bike. I suppose there's something to be said. So sort of their expertise is their own expertise. It's not sort of contracted in. Oh, that's cool. Pretty cool. Ah. Hmm. Okay, are we going to move on to hot topic now? I think I think we should. So talking to people slagging off their sponsors. <laughs> it's time for hot topic. That's tonight's hot topic. Hot topic. This week we're going to go over what sponsors are actually in the Pro Tour or the World Tour this year, and sort of what new ones there are, and basically who are what do each of the title sponsors do. And should you support that team? Because, you know, you don't want to be supporting teams. Or maybe you do. Maybe you're just a bit of a, a bit of an evil person that you want to support the teams that actually are sponsored and run by people who are not thinking of the interest of others, <laughs> which mm. is sometimes the case, especially in cycling. <laughs> yeah, when it's sort of the, the model is money and you need money at any cost. So yeah. you may take it from questionable sources. All right. Well, we can we can go A to Z if you want. I, I split them up quite nicely. Do, do you do you have the teams you've got? Yeah, I do. Right. Should we well, do one? Let, let's go. Yeah, go on then. Okay, you go I'll, first. Um, I'll kick it off then with EF Education Nippo, which sounds pretty cool and trendy. Very trendy. However, Nippo. EF. So EF are obviously in a, a Swedish education company that they they do sort of trips around the world you might sort of see them popping up now and now you recognize the logo i actually saw some in salisbury a few years ago that was um doing like a tour for i guess people to want to see salisbury cathedral and stuff but so nippo have come on board which sound really cool but they're not so nippo have come across from nippo uh vinnie fantini yeah and they're a japanese construction yeah. company specializing in paving great <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> Their notable produce, though, is an infrared reflecting ceramic microsphere resin that is to be used to <laughs> Tokyo's road to prepare for the summertime heat waves of the 2021 Olympic Games. Now that's oh, what I mean. I mean, that's pretty, pretty cool. that's pretty good for a cycling yeah. team. They do yeah. tarmac. So as you know, Nippo, they've been in it for quite a while. And when, when I first saw that on EF Swedger, I was like, oh, I don't, what, I've never heard of this coming in. And as soon as you see Nippo, Vinny, Fantini, you're like, oh yeah, makes sense. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I think for that, yeah, they're 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 being innovating in the paving world. Yeah, so I think we probably all take for granted. They're a pretty wholesome, yeah. wholesome team. 
you know, they're okay. You take them home to meet your parents. Yeah. Who have you got there, Harry? Fun one. Um, I've got AGR, AG2R Citroen team. Awful name. name. Awful name. Absolutely. It's almost as bad as their kit, which I don't know how you like that. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Citroen's the new the new sponsor for this season aren't they so i mean if you don't know what big sponsor so yeah that's what i was going to say they must be bringing a lot of money in mustn't they upping their uh or citroen like yeah we'll pay that for a bit of advertisement who cares (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah i mean i don't know how much they bring in but probably a fair amount and then ag2r are just a boring insurance company so fairly vanilla sponsored what does ag2r stand for Oh, something in French that you don't need it's, to know. Um, isn't it agriculture? Yeah. It's something to do with agriculture. They're like a farm insurance, aren't they? Hold, hold your horses. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. That, 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 oh, I literally hold your horses, yeah. <laughs> it's all in French, the website, so they clearly don't want us to know what they're about. <laughs> they're the French national team, insurance they? firm. <laughs> Who have you got, Harry. Sam? Um, so I've got um, team... Uh, bike exchange and they are like the ebay for um for bikes basically and it is um what's the owner called i can't remember his name jerry ryan jerry ryan it's it's another one of his one of his um so he owns companies he owns mitchelton wines who's the other one there's a camper van company they do as well um jayco i think that's not one of his from the jayco's herald sun tour yeah, so he's basically yeah, sharing out yeah. sharing out his his companies to get to get all the different um all the different um exposure and things like that. So um yeah, they're basically just an eBay eBay for bikes. Um, they did briefly um do a like a title sponsorship for the Tour de France a few years ago for Green Edge when they were moving sponsor and they became Michelin Scott. They 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 lost their I guess Green Edge pulled out who used to be a um Australian mining company. Yeah, they Oracle, made dynamite, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's Orica. Oh, that's a good spot. Um, <laughs> and it, when they when they pulled out, they they put them as bike exchange, but uh, on the kit, but not actually the team name. Oh, okay. I mean, they've they've always been the bums, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, so my, my, yeah. my next one. Oh, sorry. No, you carry on. It's fine. Oh, my next one is Groupama FDJ. So unfortunately, they're really boring. <laughs> There's, it's, it's not exciting at all. Group Armour are an insurance company. Great. Um, I know. So Group Armour are a um, a civil engineering and construction company, and uh, FDJ stands for Group d'Assurance Mutuelle. Agriculture, agricole, which is an agricultural insurance. Oh, company. that's the one. There we go. Yep. So, unfortunately, there's nothing exciting in Group Home FTG. I think they've stayed the same for a few years now, haven't they? So, it sort of suits. That. It suits the team quite well. Yeah, it's weird that the French teams get like really solid, long sponsors, isn't it? I guess it's the culture of cycling in France. It's yeah. seen as much more of a reliable, sturdy source of advertisement and stuff like that so you get the companies that are looking for that sort of thing maybe mm. cool that was nearly a good point made on this podcast careful 
Did you see Pino oh. had an interview today that came out in Le Keep? No. Where he basically said, my back still hurts. I don't want anyone riding for me anymore. It's too much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ride the tour. I want to ride the Giro. At the tour, we used to go and watch a clown perform 20 minutes before a race. Now we all sit in the bus and listen to instructions. <laughs> I like that. He used to go to like Bardet, him and yeah. Bardet be a great little team. He'll be gravel racing with Dumoulin and Kittle in a year's time. No, no doubt about it. <laughs> or they'll they'll be solving a a little for, a fixed criterium somewhere. Yeah, a little red hook, little red hook. Um, yeah. Harry, you'll go. You can have, you can have a whole team, couldn't you? Failed French Tour of France riders. <laughs> Oh, maybe that could be a game for next week. <laughs> Create your best team out of failed riders who should have done it. Failed riders. TJ Van Garden, <laughs> captain. I saw him crash in front of me at the Olympics, actually. I stood next to his mum. Fun fact. Oh. She's lovely. Oh. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I've got Astana Premier Tech, oh. which is another shocking <laughs> name. Um. What I can gather is that Astana is just a state-sponsored kind of program. What is it state-sponsored? Isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 the um, Kazakhstani tourist board for Astana, which is the capital city of um, Kazakhstan. Oh, blimey! Right there, you go. Learn something every day. And Kazakhstan is massive. Is it? Yeah, it's it's enormous country. I'm pretty sure. I think this is a pretty well-founded rumor. But um, the team Astana launched about the same time that Borat came out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Conspiracy yeah. theory 101. Well, it's pretty easy um, to prove. But... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what, what, and then Premier what, Tech. What a Premier Tech, yeah. Yeah, so that's a great question, which I'm kind of sticking myself, even though I've looked through their website. Some of them are hard to find, aren't they? Yeah, they they feel like it's one of these companies where they try and use lots of, you know, over-colourful words <laughs> that you don't need to be using. So on their website, it seems to be something to do with increasing crop yields. So create, a direct quote is, creating sustainable solutions to help feed the growing global population. Uh-huh. So I think they just make special soil, is what they needed to say. Yeah, or they launder money. Yeah. Or they launder money, or both. It's actually, actually a car, so... car wash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it does look quite interesting. They create solutions for medicine as well, which is oh, pretty cool. That seems a bit... So a bit of a different sponsor, isn't it? It's not the yeah, usual... Yeah, sounds convenient, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, want, I wonder why they think they're going to gain from sponsoring a cycling Especially team. Especially one run by Vinokuro. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah, that's an interesting move by them but like you say maybe it's free money who knows yeah. okay my go i've got jumbo visma which actually i'm pretty sure should be pronounced jumbo because there's a quite funny story behind why it's called jumbo or jumbo it's a supermarket in belgium and in holland now why do you think it's called jumbo because that's name large right on 18th of october 1979 (laughs) oh boy how long is this gonna be (laughs) (laughs) okay uh 
They opened the first jumbo supermarket in a former church building in Tilburg. It was named after the elephant Jumbo. And the reason it was is an act of one upping the name of local rival store called Toro. <laughs> now, plot <laughs> twist. That's a slightly smaller elephant. I think Toro is in like a bull, and then they called those Jumbo as in an elephant. Gotcha. But then the irony and the plot twist is that the person who owned Toro ended up buying Jumbo and now owns Jumbo. <laughs> so they had the last laugh. Uh, so, yeah, they're just a big, uh, big supermarket. Yeah. Um, I mean, my Flemish isn't quite there, but do we call it Jumbo? Because that's how you pronounce it in Dutch. Yeah, I guess I guess that's why. Um, I guess they call the elephant Jumbo, Yumbo, maybe. But if it's named after the elephant, the elephant Jumbo, the elephant is called Jumbo. So therefore, it's, yeah, it's not a Dutch is, word. Is, is Jumbo is, is Jumbo a Dutch elephant? <laughs> no, Jumbo is like the famous elephant, the circus elephant. Makes sense. Yeah, he is. But then <laughs> on the on the J J, uh, the Dutch defender Jan Vertonghen on Tottenham defender. <laughs> He's not Jan, but no, um, I agree. Jumbo is a not a Dutch elephant. No, so there you go. Yeah, Jumbo, Jumbo, Vismo is what I'm going to call them. <laughs> Jumbo, Jumbo. Right. right, so I've got the Ineos Grenadiers. Oh. So essentially, we've got greenwashing, dolphin killing SUVs. <laughs> Run by a man. Does he pay tax? I don't think he pays tax. Oh, he lives in Monaco now, so no, no, no. Uh, loves everything about he's about as British as um, James Dyson. Yeah, but look at Ghana's numbers is how they do that. <laughs> look yeah, here, exactly. so look at the watts. Ineos are a petrochemical company making plastics and oils and now rinsing the NHS for medical contracts with byproducts. Um, and they've now moved into making uh, this really British company making SUVs, diesel SUVs in France. <laughs> So. Uh, I, th- I think we've got uh, we've got to draw the line and be like, no, we're not supporting them. I'm no, sorry. No. Nothing. There's nothing ethical about Ineos or the Grenadiers. I, I think I might support Bahrain or UAE before them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Got, yeah. Right, Harry, move on, move on from them. Lift us up. So oh, Bahrain, yeah. I think, is fairly obvious. So it's the, it's the Prince of Bahrain, isn't it? He essentially sponsors it. Yeah. He, he, didn't he own, there was like a triathlon team, like the Bahrain 10 or something like that, or Bahrain 7, which is basically the seven top triathletes by the Brownleys. And he just, just sponsored all of them. So they had like a <laughs> sick triathlon team. I've got no idea. Because he was really into it as well. And he was not, a little, he was not, not, not that bad. Like he did Ironmans and stuff. Ah, interesting. Um, but how, oh, where do you think Victorious is from? Or do you know? Well, it used to be McLaren, didn't it? So is it is it linked to that still? Well, from a very reliable source, the Lantern Rouge, apparently it's the name of his horse. And he likes the horse. So he thought he would call the team after the horse. Oh, so it's not even Fair a company. Enough. He's just It's just still Bahrain. He's just picked another word to go with Bahrain. I love it. That's, that's, that's yes. It's, and, so and, good now. And that's that's all there is to that. Um, I suppose they they and even if that's do yeah. they have a majority share in McLaren now? So that's why it went to Byron McLaren because they basically them advertising. Yeah, like Jerry Ryan. I don't know about share, but I know they were they're affiliated, aren't they? Mm-hmm. But 
I don't know if that so breaks yes, down. So it's been sponsored now by a royal family and a horse. Yeah. I hope it's a I good mean, horse. I mean, the second a, part of that sort of makes me less inclined to question their ethics that he's just sponsored and named it after a horse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a bit mad, but there you are. He's got the money. Yeah. I mean, their human rights record is not uh, that great, or their women's dollar. rights, or no. their prison conditions. Amnesty International are I not think... massive fans of Bahrain. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Amnesty International was like such a moody little company. <laughs> I think like Amnesty like International should sponsor a team. That would be amazing and they could be real yeah. rivals. <laughs> they sound like they're sort of a star a star and a premier tech yeah. <laughs> in affiliation. <laughs> Do you know you remember the, oh, I can't remember, there's like a little insurance salesman in The Simpsons. Like a little like weedy little man. <laughs> He yeah. sounds like he should work for Amnesty International. Oh, well, I've got I've got a good one now. I've got Quebec at Assos. So Assos is obviously the Swiss clothing company with the crazy model man that does the ridiculous poses in his bib shorts. Yeah, but Pre- um, previously not great for sexism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not an ideal <laughs> sort of thing going on there. But Quebec is a very very good sort of uh, company, a global charity. Um, that moves people forward with bicycles in Africa. And um, there's been lots of really good documentaries and things uh, on YouTube about them, actually. When NTT were together, they did a really good little documentary about it all. So that's well worth a watch. Um, yeah, they take their riders out to Africa and they show them the, directly the people that they're helping. Um, yeah, so they're a very good, good palate cleanser of a team around some more questionable ethics happening around 18 other world tour teams which is why they're, they're the team for me they're the team i'm supporting this year i'm going to get the quebec assos jersey and i'm going to wear it down the pub in, in lycra when the pub's open it again it does help they're a bit, a bit shit as well doesn't it oh so, i love an underdog a completely <laughs> just put together crazy money ball style team without the money ball element yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sign you on a one-year contract. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Aru, he's done well once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Land the yeah. So yeah, they're my team for this year. If Aru could put his like emotion emotional loss into winning, he'd be great. <laughs> the effort he puts into that. So I've got possibly the best, they're the they're the, the best sponsored team ever created. And, the, and this year, they've only got longer, their title. <laughs> this is Intermarché, Wanty Gobert, Matériou. <laughs> Beautifully. I don't even know what that last so. bit is. But so their website, they have six major sponsors and 39 minor sponsors. <laughs> Blimey. Do you reckon they've divvied it up? They each give 20 quid. But something like, so one of them is Alpro, the people that make nut milk. And uh, Coca-Cola, yeah, yeah. some of the minor sponsors, along with like uh, no pins. So we're linked. Ah. Um, some like loads of little website making companies. They're, they're, their website's really good because there's a page with all these sponsors and every single one you can click it, it takes you straight to their website. Oh, that's handy. The big boys, Intermarché, are a French supermarket. Yeah. Wanty is a Belgian um, civil engineering company. And Gobert Matiru are also a construction company. Ah. 
So not that exciting, really. But um... do you reckon? Do you reckon they approached every one of their title sponsors and didn't tell them that they had other title sponsors, and then they've just gone, "You can be our title sponsor." And then at the end, they've all realised they've been screwed over <laughs> because although they are the title sponsor, they're also a title sponsor with seventeen other title sponsors. Could be that. <laughs> So like it's sort of like um, the kids when you go to race and they whatever their bike they put they've got that as their sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> but then I think unfortunately the sensible answer and possibly again don't know how much truth this has is that to ride on that team it's like a bit of a pay to play. You've got to bring sponsors in to ride on that team. So that's why uh. there's so many sponsors because each person might have an affiliate at Alpro out at Coca Cola. So you'd bring them in with you. Ah, sounds a bit Sergio Perez to me. (laughs) Sounds like, yeah, exactly. Is that basically, Harry, that's that's how motorsport works, yeah? Yeah, I was just going to say that's just every, yeah, don't get me started. Right, moving on. Bora Hansker, next team. (laughs) Possibly one of the best teams ever, like how crap they do it. (laughs) Yeah, like anyone want a kitchen or a Amazing extraction, downwards extraction on your hob. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's a must-have. If you don't, <laughs> apparently, if you don't have like um a bore extractor hood, then what you're doing with your life? That's basically what their their website says. I think hands grower own borer. It would make sense, yeah. wouldn't it? So, but obviously, mean. sit from that, and my and my brother bought one. There's the Peter Sagan shower. Um, of course he did shower head he got it on eBay no it's basically Peter Sagan's personal logo on a shower head and it oh, washes man. away your sexist shame yeah it's probably one of those people who, like imagine Hansgrohe they're probably in everyone's house but like as soon as it comes to cycling you notice things like when you get a car everyone has that car still don't they because you'd notice it more and I'm noticing Hansgrohe like I'm, I think our old flat we rented had a Hansgrohe shower <laughs> and bits and bobs like that like you, you just recognize these brands now yeah i think I, I want a team to be sponsored by quokka you know those um those taps that boil stuff i want yeah, yeah. team quokka goubert yeah. or something <laughs> <laughs> you can have quebeca quokka <laughs> a tongue twister of a team name yeah That'd team quebeca quokka that's what i think that's the next get rid of old uh Assos, stick on Quokka, job done. Psychics would love that, a tap that boils immediately, get your pasta on, wash your tomatoes, Instant all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Cool, who's next? Yeah, that's that really. You. Me. You? Right, Trek Segafredo, Trek, dubious owner who says dubious things, people still buy their bikes, police beat people up using the bikes, <laughs> no one's really sure, well... The people are sure that they're a bit scummy. Um, Segafredo, just coffee. I don't like coffee. Shit, no point. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's it, really. Not going to speak about them too much. I mean, track track should be um, sort of upheld for not upheld. They should be shamed for them in Cannondale with the two worst bottom bracket standards ever created. <laughs> yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Well, the track that's like it's when your bearing wears out, when your bearings wear out, they move, wear your frame, and you have to buy special oversized bearings from Trek. They know this problem exists, then <laughs> smash into your frame afterwards. <laughs> it's like a great solution. But yeah. 
Um, I mean, I've got I've got a sketchy one that is just from what it sounds. It sounds awful, but it's a love a lovely story why it started. And their website again is really good at telling the story. It's Israel Startup Nation. So obviously, it's nice Israel Cycling Academy, which mm. started up as two two blokes met at the top of a really famous climb in Tel Aviv in Israel, and um, they they decided that one of them had just retired. He's twenty five. He'd, he'd given up on trying to become a pro. He's not going to make it. So they decided to set up this team to as a development team to get Israeli cyclists a chance to go around the world. Uh, and then I can't remember the bloke's name. I think his name's Sylvan Adams, actually. Yeah, he's Canadian. Along those lines. Yeah. Sort of Canadian, Canadian and Israeli yeah. entrepreneur, billionaire. He invested in it as a sort of like a publicity exercise for Israel. And he massively got involved in it. And he brought the um, the Grand Depart or the Grande Departo, the Italian one, for... Um, uh, the 2018 uh, Giro, mm. so that started in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, and um, because of that, Israel Cycling Academy got a wild card into that, so that was decent for them. They managed to get the first Israeli at a Grand Tour, and then since then, um, Startup Nation Central is a, a non-profit incubator, so based on an investment fund, hedge fund sort of thing, uh, for Israel startups, and they 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 put loads and loads of money into it. Not as a they don't own it, they don't sponsor it. It almost like seemed like a good deed sort of thing. They basically just invested heavily into them, and then they were like, "All right, we'll give you a bit of um, top publicity from it." Oh, okay, so that's what they are. Uh, and I suppose this is not the place to go into the ethics around Israel, is it? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> going to be a long podcast. No, I, I was I listened on a different podcast actually. They Israel are like really far ahead on their vaccines apparently. So Sylvan, yeah, Sylvan Adams are sort of saying that they might vaccinate their riders as a way to sort of show everyone again, as like a publicity thing, which is quite interesting because I know UAE who I'm about to talk about, they, um, they've obviously done all their riders, which is quite a interesting uh, way of looking at yeah. things. Especially like, I think there's a lot of hate in there about sort of like the vaccine on pregnant people because understandably you don't want to test on pregnant people to find out what it does to them. And it's yeah. probably a similar thing with like top level athletes. Like they're such finely tuned people that they're going to notice differences, however small that we might not even notice at all because we're little blobs. <laughs> yeah. Right. You got one more, Harry? Right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, two more. Yeah. Cofidis Solutions Credits. That's new, isn't it? No, I think that's Solutions their full title. Credit. It is that, yeah, I found, yeah. So it's as boring as it sounds. It's just a loan company. Not any so loan really company, though. To say. It's a payday loan company. No? They're, they're, oh. they're not a moral loan company. They're like Wonga. Like no, yeah, they're just... Yeah. So, yeah, there's really nothing to say about them apart from... Do you reckon some of their riders have to get... Um, it's good job they don't have a women's team, isn't it? Because then a lot of their riders probably have to get payday loans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen a few teams of... Um, is it Trek? Although we slagged them off, they've introduced equal pay, haven't they? Yeah. Or minimum pay? No, no, they've... Um, obviously, there's the, the women's world tour minimum pay and there's the men's world tour minimum pay. And Trek have said that they're having one one level of minimum pay, so they've got a flat rate for all their riders. Damn it, Trek. I <laughs> yeah, I know. They've brought back some points, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can be... It doesn't have to be black and white. It can be nuanced to the uh, the issues yeah. that happen. So 
it don't have to be all evil or all good we can take we can pick and choose which bits we don't like and judge accordingly i think i think that's fair who's your last one then sam uh uae so similar to bahrain with uh amnesty international style slightly interesting um background and human rights records i was reading through some of them and it did dramatically put me off uh put me off the team actually and it is interesting because it's sort of like football teams it's they're like they represent towns and cities and stuff like that and cycling teams they don't represent places in that sort of same way and then you've got uae and they do represent somewhere so i think it's worth looking into places and learning about them because actually it does affect how i see things in my you know who i'd support and who i want to talk about and all that sort of stuff and i know riders can't pick and choose but there must be elements you know you'd hope that there'd be elements of who they want to ride for sometimes and Mm -hmm. and the backgrounds to those sorts of things because when you look at the background to some of these places it is and i guess Ineos is you know not not for the same reasons but you know same sort of um dubious dubious things you know for business and stuff like that so it's been quite quite interesting looking through these different teams and learning about them um so yeah i definitely know who i'm going to be supporting more than others you know teams like ef quebeca they're who i'm going to be rooting for over bahrain uae ineos that's for sure because you do i think you more support the riders don't you in cycling but i want to i want to try and support more more the teams in that sort of football way you don't just like one player and therefore you like that football team you like the football team and you like the players that are on it so i'm going to take that approach to my um to my uh, cycling support from from now on i think so even though pog basically, is great and i love him i'm afraid by next week we're going to pick a team we're going to run with it yeah we're going to become super fans i'm fine with that yeah I mean, if, if, only team, if Team Milram were still here, I'll be on them. <laughs> German National Dairy. <laughs> Go on, Harry, who's your last one then? The Koenig Quick Step. Oh, easy one to finish. Easy. The Koenig, PVC windows and doors, very exciting. And Quick Step is flooring, also very exciting. For someone that's absolutely... It's like, I, love the, I love the Quick Step one. It's like the guy just absolutely loves cycling. And <laughs> does he? Yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, so then, my last two again, they're really boring to finish. Is Lotte Sudal, the Belgian building supplies company in Lotte in Sudal, and the Belgian lottery. <laughs> and then an even more boring one, one of the longest, one of the longest teams in the peloton, longest, longest teams, the oldest teams, Movistar, which are just a boring Spanish phone signal internet people, what they call phone company. That's it. Ah, anticlimactic that. Oh, yeah, well. a big range, a big range of teams. Ones that evoke a lot of discussion and feeling, and other ones who are just your standard sort of, you know, insurance company, and so on. I suppose in like the Movistar way, it's like if 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 cycling was done like football, and football is by no means no means a great model, is it? No, but uh, you'd have team. I don't know. <laughs> Um, team Basque, Barcelona, they're, they're a Basque. Barcelona, that's Catalan, isn't it? What's a Basque city? I'm not too good on Spanish geography. Uh, I don't know. 
Let's get Team Basque. Valencia. So it'd be like Team Basque, and Movistar would just be their shirt sponsor. Mm. That's what it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. Sorry, I just found a Mape jumper online while I was searching for some... There was some sort of story of the owner of Mape that when... Something happened, and he like gave everyone the day off to watch the cycling. Like it was just, it was a company that was just all about cycling, like much like Quickstep. Um, but I can't find it, so I won't tell it. I'll look it up for next week, maybe. Um, right, let's Great finish. Story. Yeah, cheers. Let's finish, finish the game with the game. Now, this game is called No More Sprinters. <laughs> Are either of you au fait with the game No More Jockeys? No. I mean, I'm, I know the game. You told me about it, but I haven't actually watched any of it. I know okay. it's Alex Horn. Yeah, Tim Key. And Mark, Mark Watson. Mark Watson. So it's a game, Harry, where you say a rider's name and then that rider, you decide a category that they're in that you then the other contestants can't then say a rider that would be in that category as well. So if we were doing footballers, for example, if I I could say David Beckham, and then I would say no more midfielders. So then you've got to say a footballer, but you can't say another midfielder. Or I might say um, no more um, names beginning with D. So it could be anything random. Or anything. And the more random and stupid it is, the funnier. Right. So the game's called No More Jockeys because obviously one of the things was that someone said No More Jockeys as one of the one of the things. So ours is called No More Sprinters. So I'll go first and we'll just go around until someone gets it wrong and then we can start again. But it can be a game that we play um, on other days as well. So I'm going to go Lucinda Brand. No more riders who were in the Cyclocross World Championships this year. Okay. So your name any rider so any rider so at the beginning it's dead easy but it gets a lot harder very quickly and if you pick like if i said no more women then that narrows it down quite quickly so don't try try and play the game in the right spirit okay yolanda neff no more mountain bikers taylor buin no more australians I just say this is why I thought I was like this sounds like a really easy game. We're just going to name every cyclist that's not a cyclocross rider. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to go um, Mikhail Kwiatkowski. No more riders whose names you would have to think twice about spelling. <laughs> How good your spelling, <laughs> <laughs> Philip Gilbert. <laughs> Philip Gilbert. Uh, <laughs> no more world champions. Nice. Okay. Um, Remco Evanpool. No more <laughs> under twenty-two riders. How are you spelling? How are you spelling his name? R e m c o, e v e n p o e l. Yeah, right. I was going to say, if you, if you say Evanpool, I think that makes sense. If you say Evanpool, <laughs> like, what? No, I'll give you that. You're allowed that. Carry on. Yeah, fair play, Harry. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have spelled that. <laughs> You'll go, Sam. What was your category, Harry? 
Uh, no more riders under no riders under twenty two. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Daniel Oss. No riders whose hair you can see under the come out from under their helmets. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh yeah Sven Nice and yeah. <laughs> no, no I've, I've, I've fluffed it oh yeah because world champion world, world champions world champ so he's done it yeah that's a good game I like it's that. good isn't it it's funny but they it do is. it with anyone and it just gets incredibly crazy what they do it's on YouTube it's well worth watching yeah yeah, March one more round. Yeah, one more round. Okay, um, yeah. you you go first, Seb. Okay, let's go for Chris Froome. No more Grand Tour winners. Oh God, that's already put me off. Who I was going to say. Uh, this is a risk because this could be a quick gank. So I don't know if you did. Sean Kelly. No. No more riders who are retired. Sean Kelly won Vuelta, did he not? I thought he's won a lot of stages. I don't know if he won actually. Hold, hold the, hold the line. Uh, number two best all-time pro cyclist. Well. Uh... I wouldn't agree with that. Vuelta a España, 1988. Oh, that was a quick game. <laughs> you literally... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I had one category. Uh, one Thousands of people you chose. <laughs> no, but do you know what it was? I had that question in my head from the last round. I was like, I'm determined to use it. And then as soon as you said your rule, I was like, oh, shit. I've got to think of Right, someone. you go, you go first, Harry. You go first. You can use Sean Kelly if you okay. want. <laughs> okay. no um, Matthew Heyman, no one who's won a monument. Oh. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for Tom Pidcock. No one loves running. <laughs> no one who can run a five minute five k. Um, no more Brits. What was your category, Harry? <laughs> Retired. No monuments. No monuments. No, no one who's won a monument. Um, Sean Bennett. No more sprinters. Sean Bennett. What's his name? Sam Bennett. <laughs> I was going to say, Sean Bennett. How are you spelling that? Is that S-A-M? He's a, the side he's of a no, or brothers he's a... of sprinters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll give you that. Right. No more sprinters. Um, no more sprinters. Wait, what, Sam, what was yours? No more Brits. 
Yeah. I'm guessing they they've got a bit slicker once they played it a few times. <laughs> they normally get very drunk and it's very funny. Um, Alaphilippe. No one who's worn the poker. Alaphilippe's on a monument. Fuck yeah, he has. <laughs> I what that. did he win? Milan San Remo. Did he? Yeah. Didn't Van yeah. Hart beat him? Yeah. And then he went, did he win a year before? Yeah. <laughs> he won it in 2020, didn't he? 2019. Yeah. Did he not win, um, what's the autumn monument? The falling leaves? Il Lombardia? Lombardia. No, Did he not I think win Lombardia? Out. Let me double check. Liège, he didn't win. Yeah, my name's Romo. Sorry, Harry. Oh, good game, though. Well, Thank I mean, you for playing yeah, No More Sprinters. <laughs> no More Sprinters! Yeah, one flash, right? Flash. Well, he's one classic of San Sebastian and flash, but nothing more. There so that's go. good. All right, then, lads. Thank you very much. Um, we will catch up for more next week. Oh, we haven't even spoken about the Train Shark podcast. So. Ooh. If you've made it this far, congratulations, and you can hear about this great news. But it was on our Instagram. We're going to be chatting with Alex Wellburn of Train Sharp and Mountain Biking and Cyclocross and generally being an absolute beast on the road fame. Enduring mountain biking legend, isn't he, in the, in the British scene? Yeah, so he's, he's like an absolute god when it comes to um, all things sports, physiology and sports science and stuff like that. He's got masters. He's got all sorts of fancy letters after his name. So we're going to ask him a load of stupid questions and uh, see what he says about them. So that's going to be coming. We're going to record that next week, hopefully. So maybe next week it will be the train shop special. And if that goes well, we might do a few more of them. But the stupid ones like this will still remain. Don't worry. Um, Of poorly edited, badly volumed and mic'd podcasts. And a great changing pace throughout the whole episode. <laughs> as, as in when we remember things or lose interest in topics. So uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you, Seb. And thank you, Harry, for joining us and having a chat. Um, remember, everyone, stay safe. Stay sending. Wait for injections. Goodbye. There we go. Lovely. Good